everyone and welcome or welcome back to Scottish and Scared. I'm Stephanie and I will be telling you some strange and unusual tales from the place I call home, Scotland. Before we get into it, I would like to ask everyone listening to send in their strange or unusual experiences. They do not have to have taken place in Scotland or even relate to it. If you have any requests for future episodes or you just fancy a wee gab, then please do not hesitate to get in touch. You can send us an email at scottishandscared at gmail.com and you can also follow us on Instagram at scottishandscaredpod. Lastly, if you wouldn't mind, please rate, review and share the show wherever you may be listening to it. It really helps us out a bunch and a massive thank you to everyone who already has. Hi, hello, hiya, how are we all? I hope you are all having a fantastic week. Before I talk about anything else, I would like to just remind you that we have a shirt on sale right now with Corpus Clothing. They are a small clothing business who take inspiration from the paranormal and are very passionate about breaking down the stigma around mental health. They donate 10% of every purchase to various mental health charities. So if you would like to support the podcast and Corpus Clothing, you can find the link as well as a discount code for 20% off in the episode description. I would urge you all to go and have a wee look. Even if you don't purchase anything, please go and follow them on social media. They are an amazing brand with an important message and that will all be linked as well. So for the past week or two, I have been trying to get everything in order before my trip to Orlando. And that included two pre-recorded episodes which, which will be available today, Sunday, and next Sunday. I'll be talking about deaths at Disney and the dark side of Disney parks. The reason I chose Disney is because I'm going to be visiting the park on my travels and I did kind of fall into a wee bit of a rabbit hole looking into all the weird, creepy, dark stuff that goes on behind the scenes. So I thought, why not put all that time to good use and share it with you lovely people? Big thanks to everyone who sent me over some things to look into. They did not disappoint. I'm going to be honest though, looking at uh, ride malfunctions that caused death or serious life-changing injuries did kind of make me go, hmm, maybe I don't want to go on that ride, but I know that I am going to go on it because I'm an absolute weirdo and I don't really fear death, if I'm honest. So yeah, I am going to go on it, but it did kind of make me side-eye a wee bit, like, hmm, that, um, that, that ride could kill me. So there's that. Also... I don't really want to be that person, but I'm not the biggest Disney fan. I do enjoy watching Disney movies with my nieces and my nephews and stuff, but like I'm not super into Disney. It's not something that I've ever got into. I do remember visiting Disneyland when I was 11 with my family and I absolutely hated it. There is just something about forced joy and forced happiness that completely takes me out of stuff. Like when you go there, the staff clearly don't want to be there and they're just like, everybody's smiling and everybody's happy and I get it, it's the happiest place on earth and it's it's aimed at children, I totally understand that but like, there's just something about forced happiness that just makes me just like, mm, this is just not for me. I just get really creepy vibes from a whole, the whole thing, I don't know why. I'm more of a Universal person, really, honestly. Like, I love Universal. I go to Florida to go to Universal. Don't get me wrong, I love the rides at Disneyland. And I love the, like, the, the wee shops and all the merchandise and stuff. I, I love all that kind of stuff. But just the parks in general, just... I don't know, I just get bad vibes for some reason. Anywho, like I said, I did happen to fall into a wee bit of a rabbit hole with this one. Uh, I was looking at all kinds of stuff. 
I watched, I don't know how many YouTube videos I watched. I read so many Reddit threads. I read some creepypastas as well. And I just kind of went all in with it. So next week's episode, I'm going to be discussing deaths at Disney, which is a lot more serious a subject. It's a lot darker. Um, But today it is going to be a wee bit more light-hearted. I'm just going to be discussing um, some of the myths and the legends, the conspiracies, the hauntings, all that kind of stuff. Um, A wee bit more light-hearted this week. Yeah, I won't be covering all of them today because there's just so many of them. Um, So if I miss any, don't fret. I will be covering them in a future episode. And I just would like to know if you would like me to make this a regular thing where I do... I cover like a certain subject and you know break it down and do different do different parts cover different parts of that subject because this one I'm covering Disney parks Disney deaths Disney movies and just um, and just covering Disney in general because I don't think a lot of people know the history behind Disney and yeah so that's going to be like kind of like a four part thing so yeah, let me know if you want me to do it with anything else. It doesn't have to be a theme park, it can be anything else that you you can totally let me know and I'll do a deep dive into it. Uh, I was thinking about doing SeaWorld and then I kind of just was like, I don't know whether people would even be interested in that. Um, and when I say SeaWorld, I mean the fact that it sucks and that it's a horrible park and um, that kind of covering it. Um, not the nice go to SeaWorld, buy a ticket kind of covering it. So yeah, if you would like to hear me do that, let me know, I'm happy to do that as well. Yeah, today I'm going to be covering a wee bit, the stuff I'm going to be covering is a wee bit more lighthearted, a wee bit more fun. So let's just bloody get on with it. Some of these are pretty well known. There are a few of these that I already knew about, but there are a few new ones that I hadn't really heard of. So let's just not waste any time and let's just get on. Let's just get on into it. Now it will come as no surprise to you that the Haunted Mansion in both the Orlando and the California parks have many a tale to tell. And it will also come to come as no surprise to you that the Haunted Mansion is my favourite ride at Disneyland. So much so that my dream proposal is to be proposed to in front of the Haunted Mansion. That is how much I love it. It's just, it's just chef's kiss. Now the first thing I'm going to tell you about, um, like I said, is a pretty well known thing, um, but some of you might not have heard it. There are guests who come from all over the world to scatter the ashes of their loved ones at the park. Now, they have been caught doing this all around the park, different places, but the most prominent place seems to be the Haunted Mansion. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's a Haunted Mansion. Maybe it's because there's ghosts. I don't know. I don't know. Many guests have been caught scattering the ashes on the front lawn of the ride and others have even been caught doing it during the ride. The park are very serious about making sure all those ashes are hoovered up and put in the bin. So let me just tell you, if you are planning on going to Disneyland to scatter your loved one, they might end up in a bin. Just saying. So if that's not something that you're wanting to do, that's not something you're trying to achieve, maybe look at the alternatives because they might end up in a bin and that's not good for anybody, is it? Now maybe it's the scattering of all these ashes that could be the cause of some of the supposed hauntings associated with the ride. People have claimed to see the ghost of a little boy and cast members have reported hearing a child cry on the ride. 
One guest claims to have seen this little boy in the doom buggy in front of him, but when they got to the end of the ride, there was no child in the doom buggy in front of him. Now, the doom buggy is just the name they give the ride carriage on on the Haunted Mansion. Now, you may be asking yourself, how has the spirit of a child managed to hide itself at the Haunted Mansion? And that, my friends, would lead me back to the ashes. The story goes that a grieving mother took the ashes of her young boy and scattered them at the ride but the child wasn't particularly fond of the ride and life and that is why he is very upset in death. Okay, a couple of things to, to talk about here. Number one, why would you scatter your child's ashes at a ride that they aren't particularly fond of? That seems kind of evil to me. That, that, that seems kind of evil. How many of the ghosts on the haunted mansion are real ghosts. How many of those ghosts are people whose ashes have been scattered along the the track or scattered in the front yard or scattered and just not been caught? That is actually, see, this is what I mean. I'm going to go in the haunted mansion and I'm going to be thinking about all the ashes that's been scattered there. See, this is, this. Now, as well as the spirit of a young boy, the spirit of a man with a cane has also been seen on the carts just between the offload and loading areas. Cast members have also reported an uneasy feeling while working on the ride alone. Now, this is just me talking to personal experience. I've actually never worked on the ride, obviously, but I have been on the ride several times. And that area that they're talking about um, between the loading and unloading completely is there's something about that area I don't know what it is there's like this section of the ride where it's like the ride has ended so you're just sitting in this cart the you can kind of hear the music in the background and it's like this pure odd organ creepy music as you can imagine on the haunted mansion but there's just a section where it's like a corridor it's dark it's eerily silent even though you can hear music if that makes any sense there's no staff members and it's just very dark and there is a very uneasy feeling in that part of the ride. So I totally get that. That is totally a real thing because I've felt that in that space. There's also only one cast member working there. So when you're offloading, you're basically just getting up and stepping out. It's not that complicated, but there is only one person standing at that desk and they are completely on their own. So I can imagine that being like a really, I don't know, a really scary job. There is a part of the ride known as the seance room. It features a small circular table in the middle of the room with a large crystal ball floating above it that has the spirit of Madame Leota inside. As you pass through the room, Madame Leota chants a spell and you'll notice a large spell book lying opened in front of the table or on the table depending on which park you're in. There was a rumour that the spell book in the Californian park used in the scene was an authentic 14th century book of spells used by practising witches. This was followed by stories from cast members claiming that the book had a mind of its own. It would move around the table, sometimes it would completely vanish and just turn up in strange places, and they would also struggle to get it to stand up when the ride was in operation. And all this kind of came to an end when they replaced the book with a replica. Now Disney denies any of this, and they just said that the book is a prop. It always has been a prop, it's never been a real book. There's no truth to any of these tales but I mean where is the fun in that now come on just a side note I've just realized um I'm that much a a a fan of the haunted mansion that I actually have a gravestone in my bedroom that is um if you've ever been on the haunted mansion you'll know that in the queue 
there's like these gravestones that you can walk past and they've all got like funny sayings and stuff on them. I actually have like, obviously it's not a real gravestone, but I have like a two size gravestone in the corner of my room and it's Madame Leota's gravestone from the ride. I just realised that I had that. I don't know why that just popped into my brain, but yeah, there you go, there's a fun fact. Another prop that was said to be real is the funeral cart that can be seen outside of the ride in California. The story behind this one is that the cart was used to carry the body of Mormon leader Brigham Young from his funeral to his place of burial. Once again, Disney have completely denied this, but in 2001 there was a news report circulating that had some pretty convincing evidence that the cart was real. But then, not too long after that, there was historical evidence found that showed that there wasn't even a cart used in Young's funeral. So, you can choose what one you want to believe, but me personally, I feel like Walt Disney had this weird fascination with the occult, or what would be classed as the occult. Um, he seems to have this like weird, morbid fascination with it, and it wouldn't shock me in the slightest if that cart was actually used in a funeral. Maybe not young specifically, but completely like a real funeral cart that carried a real body, um, and that's why he, he chose it because yeah, he seems to have like a a thing. Well, had a thing for all the kind of that kind of stuff, which leads me to the Pirates of the Caribbean. Which again, fun fact, is my second favourite ride at Disneyland. I absolutely adore Pirates of the Caribbean. Love the movies, love the characters, love the ride. Now if you've ever been on Pirates of the Caribbean, you will be familiar with the various skeletons and bones placed around the set pieces within the ride. Some of those bones were real human bones. At least in 1967, when the ride first opened, the set designers and the Imagineers thought that the fake bones just looked too fake. Can you imagine? So to solve that issue, they contacted UCLA Medical School and had them send over some real human bones and skeletons, which they used in various different parts of the ride. According to Disney, all of the real bones have been removed from the ride and more convincing fakes were put in their place. Although there are whisperings that the skull and crossbones featured on the bed scene still has elements of human bones within it. Now, I don't know if I'm just being a hating bitch here, just for the sake of being a hating bitch. But if you donate your body to science, to like UCLA or whatever it is, surely there's like a clause somewhere or a law somewhere that means that they can't like sell them on to something else because like what happens you like donate your body to science or like medical research or whatever it is and you're like okay you're at peace with that that's your dream that's what's happened after you've died and then all of a sudden you're being packed up into a box and you're being shipped to Disneyland where you're literally being put on display for children to just go by you in a boat with a phone like recording you I think that's so fucking weird like that is honestly bizarre would you be annoyed if somebody done that to you I mean, I don't think I would be because I love Pirates of the Caribbean, so I would be like, mm-hmm, get me in there. I'd be in my element. But would you be annoyed if somebody done that to you or a loved one? I think that's pretty disrespectful. But the presence of these bones is maybe why the ride is said to be so haunted. One of the ghosts is called George, 
and he is the restless spirit of a park employee who supposedly died while working on the Pirates of the Caribbean. There have been no records found of George's death, but the story does kind of change between him being crushed by a falling beam to him falling to his death while working on construction. But no matter how he found himself on the other side, he has been known to cause some strange goings on, especially with the staff who work the ride. Each morning the staff say good morning George when they open the ride and good night George when they close it down at the end of the night. And if they don't do this daily ritual, it's said to annoy George and he's known to cause various, various problems such as ride malfunctions, doors to open and close on their own, phones to ring on their own in the control room as well as making the lights flicker. For the most part though, George is known to be a fairly harmless spirit who just likes to cause a wee bit of mischief now and again and I mean who doesn't? Moving on to creepy dolls which is something I've actually never heard about at Disney. I've never came across creepy doll stories from Disney. If you find yourself in Liberty Square, there is a window in one of the set buildings that has a child-like doll in the window. At first glance, you're probably thinking, that is a really creepy doll. Why the hell have they put that in that window? But there is a reason for it. During colonial times, which is the theme of this particular area of the park, Dolls would be put in the windows to let firefighters know that there were children living in the house in the event of a fire. So it was actually a very useful thing that they used to do. But I'm not going to lie to you. It's creepy AF. Drop what you're doing at right now. Google doll and window Liberty Square at Disneyland. It is... It's just, it's like something straight out of an Annabelle movie. It is just creepy. The staff have even said that the doll gives them creepy vibes. They've said there's been instances where they've passed by the window and the doll's moved on its own. Its legs moved in a different position. Its head's moved in a different position. Its eyes are moving. All this weird, creepy shit. Another creepy doll that can be found in the park is located just at the exit of the Hollywood Tower of Terror ride, which is... (laughs) May come as no surprise, is my third favourite ride at Disneyland. <laughs> I can see, can you see the recurring theme here with the rides that I like? But yeah, the doll at the, the doll that's located just at the exit of this ride is called Caesar. Now if you're a Twilight Zone fan, you will know exactly who Caesar is because I knew exactly who Caesar was because when I was a child, I used to watch Twilight Zone with my uncle every Saturday and I loved it. But if you don't know, Caesar is a ventriloquist dummy. And in the Twilight Zone, he would manipulate his handler into all sorts of horrible shit. And he's another one who needs the staff to say good morning or good night, or he will just cause all sorts of disruptions and malfunctions with the ride the next day. I also read somewhere that it's kind of like a tradition where if you walk by him and you spot him, you're supposed to like give him the wee nod and like say hello or, you know, bye-bye just out of respect. Kind of like Robert the doll, if you've ever heard that story, you're meant to ask permission to take his picture and stuff like that, out of respect. So yeah, he's meant to be like that as well. So if you ever see him, just give him the nod. Don't take the chance. Now the last one that I'm going to tell you about is, to me, the most disturbing one. Um, and I'll tell you why once I've told you about it. Um, and this one is one that made me kind of recoil. And this is about River Country Water Park. This is, again, a very popular one that most people uh, probably know about. And it's there's been a lot of creepypastas about it as well that I read. Um, so, yeah, it is quite a popular one. But not too far from the Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground, there is an abandoned water park that is still there to this day. 
And now I've watched a few of the Urban Explorer videos of the place and it is just creepy to the max. It is literally untouched and there's just something about seeing something on that grander scale like a water park just rotten. Just there, rotten. Nature's completely ta- overtaking it. And it's just there. Like nobody's doing anything with it. It's just there. Yeah, there's something about it. It's just your mind goes crazy with like theories and I don't know, I just go to thinking of all the weird stuff that could have happened there. Now the stories surrounding this abandoned park, like I said, made my skin crawl. The park officially opened its doors in 1967 and it was Disney's first ever water park and was one of the first themed water parks in the world. The theme being Huckleberry Finn, which I actually don't even know what that is. Don't care to know what it is because it just sounds like my brain would switch off. Now the park was very unique in that it used filtered fresh water from Bay Lake, which was a large area of open water just outside the park. Now I don't know if anybody's getting any signs here what I'm about to talk about with the trigger words of fresh water, Bay Lake, water park. Mm, those three words trigger a certain response in my brain. Now the park was very successful, don't get me wrong, and it was a hit with visitors, but it very unexpectedly closed its doors in 2001 and it hasn't been touched since. Everything is still sitting untouched. Pools, slides, it's very, very eerie. Like I said before, there are a few different reasons that people say the park closed so suddenly, but the most commonly and widely believed reason was that there was a brain-eating amoeba that had managed to invest the park's water, which I can totally believe if they're using fresh water from a bay. Another reason that people believed this was the real reason was because in 1980, an 11-year-old boy fell ill after visiting the park and when he went to the hospital and they did all the tests, they found that he had actually contracted a brain-eating amoeba via his nose and mouth, obviously from splashing around in the water, going down the flumes, all that kind of stuff. So that is honestly the stuff of nightmares. But although that is absolutely terrifying, this was 20 years prior to the park finally closing. So could it be that maybe more people contracted it and just they never came forward or anything like that? Who knows? There was another incident in the 80s which involved two people drowning, uh, but I couldn't really find that much on that, to be honest with you. Um, I think that's more just a a speculation thing. I mean, I'm sure people drowned there. It's a water park, um, but couldn't really find much on it. Disney obviously came out and officially said that the park closed down because they had other water parks that were doing much better financially. Those parks being Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon, neither of which I have ever visited or nor do I wish to visit. And yeah, like I said there, there's something about bacteria I'm not a germaphobe in any way, shape or form, but like just the thought of like something like penetrating my brain and like eating my brain is just, it's absolutely horrifying to me. Have you ever seen those videos and it's like the parasitic flies and worms that infest insects and they like completely take over their body and they turn the insect into basically like a zombie and the parasite is controlling it? That is honestly, that gives me nightmares. That makes my skin crawl. It's just horrific. And it also gives me, when I, before I even started reading about that one, when I read the words fresh water, water park, I immediately thought about cabin fever. 
the the horror movie cabin fever i was like oh these people are about to get fucked up by this water for real that is the first thing that popped into my brain that one made my made the hair on the back of my neck stand up and yeah that is all the creepiness that i have for you today i do have many many more to tell you but I thought I could, like I said, make it into a wee bit of a series. I can do more. Um, I would love to do an extra episode a week about it. And then we can just move on to something else, whatever you want. Um, next Sunday, I will be covering deaths at Disney. Which, like I said, is a wee bit more of a serious subject. So stay tuned for that. I will be returning to my normal Scottish content in October. I've got loads planned for Halloween. Our first episode back in October will be about vampires. Specifically Scottish vampires. So yeah, I'm super excited for that. I've also got loads to fill you in on. I can't tell you about it right now. I'm still waiting on some stuff being confirmed and stuff stuff coming through. So, yeah, there's loads to come. Uh, next year is going to be, honestly, probably one of the best years of my life. Everything that I've got in my diary is just overwhelming. Um, I can't believe some of it's actually happening. But yes, that is all I have for you lovely people. Have an amazing week and I will see you all in the next one. Stay weird, stay scared. Bye, folks. <laughs> Thank you.